In this episode of the podcast, we have a special guest, Dina. Dina is an ISR instructor. ISR stands for Infant Swimming Resource, which is basically a class that teaches your child or your infant how to become a productive swimmer or a floater in any depth of water and teaches them self-rescue swimming skills. This is something I've been super interested in actually learning about. I'm sure you have all seen the like viral TikToks of somebody tossing a fully clothed infant like face first into the water, but that is really not what ISR is all about. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Dina where she kind of breaks down what she does. She answers a lot of common questions she gets and common questions that were submitted via my Instagram. So if you do not follow me on Instagram, make sure you go over to what the bump CLT follow me and I do post if I have like these interviews coming up I do post like little question boxes that way you can submit your own questions for whoever I'm interviewing anyways I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Dina Hello and welcome to What the Bump. My name is Jennifer. I am a labor and delivery nurse and a certified labor doula who is expecting my first baby this September. This podcast is created to inform and empower every woman on all of their options surrounding their pregnancy. Join me here every Monday at 9 a.m. as we dive into all things prenatal, birth, postpartum, and so much more. So let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another podcast. Today, we have Dina on the podcast. She's going to share a little bit about what she does and who she is. So Dina, thank you for being here and thank you for carving out a little bit of your time early on this morning to chat with me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So starting off, tell my listeners who you are and what you do. Yeah. So my name is Dina Dowd um, and I teach survival swimming lessons to infants and young children through infant with ISR, which is infant swimming resource. Awesome. Infant swimming resource. So how long have you been doing that? So I've been coming up on three years now. Okay. For some reason, whenever I see infant swimming resource, I want to call it infant self-rescue. Like that's what I always keep telling myself that the ISR stands for and it doesn't, but it just like, seems like it goes well together. (laughs) Yeah. Well it is. It's infant swimming resource self-rescue program. So yeah, right. You're you're right there. (laughs) Okay. So tell us, give us a little like overview of what ISR is for those. Some people might be listening. Like I have never heard of this before. What is that? Yeah. So ISR teaches, um, self-rescue skills to infants and young children. So basically if a child falls into a body of water, they know how to survive. Um, I teach starting at six months into six years. Okay. Awesome. So how did you become passionate about this? Like, how did you find this line of work? Yeah. So I grew up in Florida, born and raised in Florida. My mom, um, she actually teaches in Florida as well, but my brother, he was about two years old at the time. He was found um, fully dressed at the bottom of the pool mm. in the deep end. And thank God he survived, not, no issues there. But the paramedic said any second sooner, um, any second later, he would have drowned pretty much. So my mom became an ISR instructor through there. Um, and I just kind of grew up with it my whole life. And then when I got into it, it's just very rewarding to see, you know, I get text messages from parents oh my God, you know, so-and-so fell in the bot- the pool and he just floated. Like, yeah, it works. <laughs> that's amazing. That's very, I mean, that's a great, you know, way to get into this line of work is just having experienced something like that in your own life where, yeah. you know, thankfully, like you said, the outcome was good, but had it, you know, gone any longer, it could have, and it could have not been. And had your brother maybe had ISR, he would have exactly. Just, like said. Yeah, exactly. My sister actually took ISR right after that incident. And we have a pool. We had a pool in our backyard in Florida. 
and my brother pushed her in and she was found floating in the deep end, screaming her head off. Oh my goodness. So yeah. Um, how is ISR different than just like normal, I guess, like infant or um, swimming lessons for kids? Yeah. So with ISR lessons, they are one-on-one lessons. They are five days a week and they're 10 minutes each lesson. Um, the one-on-one, the short lesson and the one-on-one um, just kind of it's just proven to show it's more effective than a traditional swimming lesson um, where you have five to six kids and one instructor. Um, it's more personal. We have a bunch of safety protocols in place. And it's again, they're one-on-one. The child attention span, they already have a short attention span. So going these 30, 45 minute lessons, they're just not retaining any information. Um, and ISR also teaches through sensory motor skills. So that's basically the same way they learn how to crawl and walk. So it's all muscle memory. Gotcha. So that's kind of what stands out. Awesome. And so I did collect some like listener questions through a question box in my, on my Instagram. So some of these questions, I'm literally just going to read them as they came through. So if they sound a little bit, I don't know, maybe funny or blunt, that is why, but this is a question that somebody submitted to me. Um, They said, is this the swimming class where the instructor throws infants in the water? I know we've seen those viral TikTok videos. I think we all have to. That's like what people probably are thinking of right now when they're picturing an ISR class or like an ISR lesson. I know. So, so those TikTok videos are definitely not ISR. Um, We do representations of fallen's. This is real life. If the child falls in, we need to make sure that he's going to get on his back and float and survive. So we gently place the student. We do representations of fallens um, to make sure that they fall in backwards or they do some flips in the pool. They know how to get up, get air, which is to get on their back and float. Oh, that's interesting. So you don't just throw them in there. Okay. I, you know, and I never quite understood even why why I would see those TikToks, but it makes sense that they're trying to imitate like an actual fall because you're right. Like no child that falls in a pool is like, like just, you know, slowly eased into it and then float. Like you're right. They do. They flip, they can fall on their backs, their front, everything like that. So that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But the, the throwing, you're not throwing them in. Yeah. We're not throwing. So those TikTok videos don't, you know, don't base ISR lessons off of those. We're not throwing. We just represent fallen's yes but not the way those tiktok videos is very very it's very different right <laughs> um okay so does this actually teach ch- like a child or an infant to swim or does it more so teach them how to like survive in the water so depending on the ages gotcha. so six months to one year um they are they learn to hold their breath and then get onto their back and float and wait there to help arrive. once they're one year and walking um, to six years, they will learn how to do a three to four second swim, roll onto their back and float, breathe, and then flip over and swim. And then they'll do the swim, float, swim sequence until they reach safety. Now, swimming, we're not doing strokes, things like that, because this is basically strictly survival for us. Right. Um, but they do have some sort of a head down, kicking their feet, moving their arms kind of swim. Okay. Gotcha. And this is another question I got. Yeah. <laughs> um, this kind of goes along with the one where they asked about, you know, a, a just throwing an infant in the water, but mm-hmm. um, it, another probably saw this on TikTok. Why are they swimming in their clothes? Yep. So again, we give them the opportunity, the, um, the, we have a performance opportunity. So with that extra weight, if real life, majority of these students that 
majority of the children that do drown, they are not in swimming attire. They are fully dressed. So if they were to fall in fully clothed, we give them that um, experience, all that extra weight to prove that, hey, if I fall in, I just have to get on my back and float. Gotcha. Um, so we just do, again, representations of real life situations. If they fall in fully clothed, will they get their float? Okay. And you said lessons are, tell me again, you said it's 10 minutes. What is like the yep. time frame of it? Yep. So lessons are 10 minutes per child. Um, so again, depending on the age from ages, six months to 12 months, there are four weeks and the lessons are five days a week. Gotcha. You come Monday through Friday, each lesson is 10 minutes. And then once they're one year in walking um, to six years, that's a six week program. You come five days a week, six weeks, each lesson is 10 minutes. And is this normally like you come to them to their pool or do they, do you have a pool that people come to? I know it's probably very different for different instructors, but. Yes. So I did travel um, last year and the year before I was traveling to home pools, but home pools would be host pools. So they would host ISI lessons for six weeks for me to teach a group of children. Um, as of right now, I'm not traveling. So I teach at Swim Mac Carolina at their indoor facility. They have an indoor pool. Gotcha. So other instructors, they have their own home pools or they travel. I know there's an instructor that teaches up at the JCC. So yeah, it, it is different for every instructor. Okay. And then people come, you know, for that 10 minute time frame, and then they're kind of done for the day. Yep. And, and they go about for, their day. Okay. Awesome. That, yeah. it, that, that I think when people hear that, like the time, I remember, um, so my, my stepsister did this with her. I think they did it right when their daughter turned actually six months old. And okay. that's actually more so what, like, I've always obviously had an interest and in heard about ISR just from like the line of work that I'm in, um, doing yeah. a lot of things around pregnancy, birth, babies, but, oh, yeah. um, she did it with their child and she would always send like Snapchat stories and stuff like that. And I was like, that is so interesting. Like what, what is she doing? And they said, you know, it's like a 10 minute. I was like, that is just a very interesting. I'm sure a lot of people are like, why? I'm sure you get that every time. Why is it yeah. only 10 minutes? You know, it's, and it seems like a big, and it is kind of, you know, it's a commitment to have that time Monday through Friday, but it's so quick that I'm it sure is. it's extremely doable. It is. It, it goes by really fast. Once you, if you think, you know, when I'm talking to parents, they're like six weeks every day for 10 minutes. I'm like, yes, but I promise you it goes by so quick. Once the student is done with lessons, they are so tired. They, they literally just lay there because they're just so tired. It's a hard, complex skill trying to hold their breath, get on their back, swim. And it's just a repetitive, constant 10 minutes. It's not like right. I'm really doing like a five-minute lesson. The rest of five minutes, I'm just talking. We're literally swimming and teaching for the whole 10 minutes. Right. Right. And the other thing that um, my stepsister like said was amazing. They loved um, the ISR, but they said that it instilled a lot of like confidence in their daughter, just like in, in everyday daily skills, you know? Um, And she, you know, she was never not confident or like a shy, you know, six month old, but they said once she kind of got over being afraid of the water and stuff, just even in like Mm -hmm. other things that like she was extremely confident. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing with ISR is they teach confidence, you know, and then it's just, it's towards the end of lessons. Once a student has the skills and has the confidence, I mean, they're just having fun. They're coming to me, they're jumping in the pool. They're swimming to my hand. They're laughing. Like, you know, it's, it's not like they're crying, you know, I mean, granted, some kids do cry. That's just because mom and dad are right there. I'm a new person. It's a new environment. It's a new skill. It's hard. Um, but once they get those, those confidence, I mean, my, I have a child and he's two and a half years old 
and he is literally running in and jumping in and floating and I can't get him out of the water. Like, <laughs> That's amazing. It, it is. And he's two, he's not even three. So right. it's, it's really amazing. So do you ever find that like ISR makes an infant fear the water or do you kind of find quite the opposite? No, it's quite the opposite. So in the beginning, yes, students are crying. Parents think that that's a fear. So fear is a learned behavior. If the mom sees a spider, screams and jumps, the student sees that the, the child is going to do the same thing. They just develop that fear for spiders. If you know the mom is fearful of swimming, then that student is going to be fearful of the water or something. You know, if the mom right. had like a tragic experience, so basically, fear is a learned behavior. So. They don't, I've never had a student come to me, leave me complete ISR and have a fear of the water. Right. It's just because they have the confidence they need to get in and out. Some kids are just not water babies and they're just like, eh, okay, I learned how to survive, but I'm just not gonna, you know, I don't really care about the pool. I'm just going to hang out by the steps. You know, every per- every student is different. They all have different personalities. Right. Yeah. That totally makes sense. And those like first few lessons, what do those look like with, you know, is it a lot of more so in the beginning, just trying to even get, especially if you have like a six month old, I'm sure they haven't done tons of swimming, you know, maybe with like a two-year-old, it's a little bit different. They've swam and stuff like that. But like with a six months old, six month old is a lot of the beginning stuff, just like introducing them to the water, those first few lessons. It is. Um, So we teach the number one thing that we always teach for every student is breath control. We teach them to Um, open their eyes underwater and hold their breath. So that's the number one thing that we'll do with the babies. Um, Then we'll just kind of put them in floats every now and then pick them up floats, you know, to get them used to that water getting on their face, getting in their ears. Um, So week one is day one is orientation. I don't get the child's head wet. I kind of hold them in the water. Uh, Same thing with the little infants, you know, it's not the full 10 minutes just because it's day one. I'm not just going to dunk the child underwater. So, but the the rest of the week is kind of just moving slowly and then we start getting into it. Gotcha. Um, let's see what the next question I have. We kind of answered that one. Um, so the next question I have from somebody says, is this actually safe? What if my baby swallows water or actually cannot learn how to swim? It is safe. 100%. There is, you know, ISR has been backed up for over 45 years of research, proven research. So it is safe. The number one thing I ha- parents ask me is, you know, drinking the water, drinking the pool water it, during the short 10 minute lesson is no different than taking a sippy cup full of water and just taking a few sips from there. The one thing that we concern ourselves is uh, the, the dry drowning. Dry drowning is media hyped. So we have an in- involuntary muscle the epiglottis. So the epiglottis knows how to send air to the lungs, water to the stomach. The only way those things get mixed up where the water will go into the lungs is if the student is unconscious or semi-conscious, which we don't teach in either one of those situations, um, or if the student runs in, like it has to be a high, um, like a jerk. So it's two students running in like a football player, two students running in and clashing into each other. Mm. And that will cause the epiglottis to kind of move around and jerk. So if they're drinking water, it'll go to the lungs. So we don't teach in any of those situations. Um, and the number one thing that we do teach is breath control. So we teach them how to hold their breath underwater. When they take an inhale, then we, that's when we put them underwater. Gotcha. So, and it, yeah. And then what about, <laughs> have you ever had a child like not be able to learn the skills of ISR? 
Mm-mm, nope. No, and awesome. we have a team of, you know, highly trained, uh, we're all highly trained. We have a team behind us that if we have an issue, I'm like, hey, this student is not progressing. We reach out to them and they kind of, we send them videos. We have like an ISR support team. Gotcha. So they kind of give us information to help us, you know, if a student is not progressing the way that they should. So I, all my students complete ISR. I do not let students go unless I'm hundred percent that they know how to survive. So going into that, letting students go, um, what do people do after ISR? So let's say, you know, somebody comes to you, let's say I come to you with my six month old, I complete it. You said four weeks, right? For six months. Yes. Four, yeah, four and then what do I do, you know, after that to even just keep up the skills? Um, I don't expect my child to be falling in water a ton and using yeah. that skill. So, you know, does the skill wear off? Do people do like refreshers? How does that work? Yep. So everything that we teach is muscle memory. They will not forget it. Gotcha. The one thing that we concern ourselves with is growth. The, tr- the student is going to get, you know, taller, weight more, things like that. So I ask the parents to bring them back every four to five months gotcha. for a two to three week refresher. And that just kind of keeps up the skills. Um, I also get parents towards the end of lessons. I get parents in water with me for one day and I kind of show them the proper way to um, keep up the skills at home if they have a pool or if they're traveling or anything like that. Okay. That's awesome. And then mm-hmm. let's see what flotation devices are approved to use after completing ISR. And I know that there was, I think I saw some big thing on Instagram lately about like flotation devices and um, I don't know, like backlash maybe on a ton of things that people have been using or that are sold on the market that are like very unsafe. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was a question that we got. Yeah. So the only flotation device, if it's required by law, is a life jacket. Okay. That is the only thing that a child should be in because these puddle jumpers are not swimming aids. They're not, they just keep the child in a vertical posture and that is a drowning position. So it gives them just a false sense of security. If the child is wearing those puddle jumpers, they jump in, that puddle jumper is going to float them right up to the top. They're not wearing it. Majority of the time, they're going to jump in thinking, oh, I'm just going to float to the top. Then they just sink because they're in that vertical, they're in that vertical posture. Gotcha. Okay. I didn't even think about that, that, but you're right. That vertical posture is, is like the drowning position. So I didn't even think about those things holding, holding a kid, you know, just like that. Yep. That is it. And I can tell when I get a student in water, they're just so vertical because that's what they're used to. It's muscle memory. They're used to standing up straight in the water. So I'm like, oh, we need to fix that. (laughs) And this is just like a random side question that I just popped into my head. Um, What is like, what age do they recommend that you even can start swimming with a kid, like with a child? Um, Like traditional swimming lessons? Or or just even like getting a baby in the water. Because I know it's six months to start ISR. Is that like when they recommend that you even introduce a an infant to the water? I think it's just kind of personal preference. If you okay. have a pool and you're in the water, that's fine. You can hold the baby in the water right, if right. they're younger um, or if those little rafts where they can sit on top, they just can't have anything that their feet go through. Okay. Cause that again is that vertical posture. Um, but we start at six months and they have to be six months and sitting up by themselves because okay. we need those muscles so when they're face down, we, they need to, they need to have those muscles to turn their hips right. and rotate. That, that totally makes sense. Yeah. That, yeah, that's an important thing. You got to get that rotation yeah. in there to the back. <laughs> exactly. It's the whole point. Get on yes. your back and flow. Yes. Is there anything else about ISR, about what you do that you want to share? 
No, I mean, I recommend this to everybody. You know, if you're holding back, don't, because I promise you it is so worth it in the end. Um, you know, number one thing I get is, well, the time commitment is a commitment for a lot of parents. And a lot of these parents are, you know, after the pandemic, everybody's going back to work. You know, I just recommend finding an instructor closest to you, getting done, getting it done, because then your child is safe. Like, right. You don't have, you just have a peace of mind. Uh, just, I mean, I put my son in it at eight months old. So, and he's two and a half and he's running and jumping in the pool now. Yeah. So it's just, it's just, it's very important. I think in my, not even just being an instructor, just being a mom, because I can't imagine anything happening to my child. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't so. agree more. I mean, I don't know exactly where drowning lies on the, the, you know, cause of infant mortality, but I'm sure it's pretty high up there. If not, you know, it the is, number one it thing. Is. and so to even, and I always, I always think about it this way. Like if you can do something that, you know, could save your child's life down the road, why wouldn't you, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah, it's a time commitment for four weeks, but like 10 minutes of your time and exactly. like, yeah, you know, it costs money as anything in the world does, but mm-hmm. you know, if you know, drowning is such a big cause of death. Even if your kid's not around like water, like I don't have a pool and I'm still going to do ISR, but like yeah. if your kid is even semi around, like it's, it just takes one accident and you hear these exactly. horrible stories. Most of the drowning stories you hear aren't even like, Oh, we have a pool in our backyard and our like toddler stumbled into it. It's, it's mainly like, Oh, we were on a walk around a pond in our town one random day. And I turned my back for a minute and like my child was out in the water and like had drowned it. And yeah. So it's, I feel like it is those really those like one-off situations that you never think are going to happen to you, but you don't mm-hmm. know that. So if you can do something that can prevent this and it's, you know, a decently easy thing to do and, and not, not even to say, like you said, it teaches that motor skill, it instills confidence and in a child anyways, it's just like, why, why would you not? I guess as, that, that's yeah. my mindset at least. I know. Yeah, I know. And some parents, again, like full-time working parents, right. it is hard, um, but you know, just get it done, get it out of the way. That way you have peace of mind because it only takes a second. You know, when you go to vacations, you're, you know, your child is safe when you're at, uh, you know, a friend's pool or a friend's home and they have a pool. That's how another little boy drowned. They were at a friend's birthday party. There was adults everywhere. The kid fell in and drowned. It takes seconds. Yeah. So, you know, you just never know. And don't think, well, like you said, I don't have a pool, you know, don't think like that because you can be on vacation. You can, you know, any body of water. Right. Do you have like some, um, like nannies bring the kids to, because that's another thing that I was like, if you're a full-time working parent and granted your kid might be in like a daycare program or whatever it may be. But if you do have like a nanny or even a family member in the area who maybe isn't working, that could even just run your kid, you know, it's to run your kid. Yeah. So parents do not have to be there. I have majority of the, the adults that bring the students, our babysitters, nannies, grandparents, friends, aunts, uncles, and they rotate, you know, three days a week, I'll have a nanny come. The other two days a week, I'll have either the parent come. The parent, you know, if they're working, when they have a day off, they show up and they bring the the student. Right. Um, But anybody can bring the child to lessons. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and answering all of our like kind of rapid fire questions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, tell me where people can find you, where they can connect with you, whether it be like Instagram, Facebook, your website. Yeah. So my personal website is isrcharlotte.com. Um, same name for Instagram and Facebook. It's just isrcharlotte. Um, you can also, so I teach 
towards like Waxhaw area. Okay. Um, so if you're like further out, wherever you are, you can visit www.infantswim.com. You can type in your zip code and then all the nearest instructors will pop up that are closest to you. Um, I did want to mention that there are, you know, going back to the cost, there are scholarship programs. Mm -hmm. So you can either reach out to the instructor and just talk, ask her or him about the scholarship programs, um, or there is Live Like Jake, and you can apply and they give out scholarships all the time. Oh, that's awesome. And the other thing too, that I wanted to say, this is something that I did. Um, it kind of actually ties into you talking about scholarships. I actually put this on my registry. So if you are a pregnant or expecting a mom, I think that that's an amazing idea. Um, because you know, your registry doesn't just have to be like, you know, physical gifts. I think it's just an amazing idea. Like how, how much more rewarding almost to be, to, you know, buy somebody a, a life-saving class for their newborn instead of buying them a crib. So um, yeah, exactly. I added it to my registry um, awesome. and I don't think anybody's bought it yet. And if they don't, oh. I'm going <laughs> to fund it anyway myself, but yes. still, it's a very good idea. Um, you can just throw it up on your registry and you can even make it like a, um, most registries make it to where you can make like a cash donation thing to where like somebody, you know, if they are like, Oh, that's a little bit pricey for the, to buy the whole thing. They can maybe put in a hundred bucks or 50 bucks, you know, towards, towards it. Um, Exactly. Another great idea. If you're worried about trying to fund it, um, aside from scholarships, definitely think about throwing it up on your registry. Yes. And we have gift certificates too. So you can reach out if you're the person buying the ISR lessons and you want to do again, like 300 or a hundred or whatever it is, $50, you can get a gift certificate and the instructor will give, give it to you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of What The Bump. Make sure to follow us over on Instagram at WhatTheBumpCLT. Check out our website, WhatTheBumpCLT.com. Make sure to leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you are listening on. And tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. for a new episode. Remember that this podcast is for educational purposes only. I will see you next week in the next episode.